0: Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast, and apologies. uh, Doing this on Friday morning on the road back to uh, Lafayette. Uh, It just got too damn late last night, or this morning, whatever time it was. 9 o'clock game wasn't over till 11, and by the time I got all my other stuff done, it was just too freaking late, or too early. Depending on your perspective, and I said I got to go to bed. I can't. I can't do this. Uh, so, apologies for not posting it after the game uh, last night. Uh, but figured I'd have obviously time today, driving back uh, to to put one on the put one on the podcast machine. Uh, after Purdue's 83-73 victory at Iowa, um, where uh, Purdue's weapons on offense were, were on full display. Um, and you still got no points out of Mason Gillis. You got six points out of Zach Eadie. And those came early in the game. But Isaiah Thompson and Jay Divey, um, Travion Williams, Sasha Stefanovich, uh, Eric Hunter Jr., uh, just a barrage of three-pointers, I think, reemphasizes, again, just the weapons that, that they have at their disposal. And you're not going to hit 13 threes every game. It's That's not what happens in basketball. Um, there's usually, when you have 13, there's a bit of a, a regression the next game because you just don't hit 13 threes on a consistent basis. You know, Purdue is if not the top, near the top of one of the top three-point shooting teams in the country. Uh, So, you know, they can do it on a nightly basis. They're just not going to do it at the level of 13. And plus they're going to get defended a lot differently Sunday against Ohio State and throughout the rest of the Big Ten season. We all know Iowa how they don't defend a whole lot. They don't challenge a lot of shooters. Uh, So, you know, Purdue had open looks and hit them. And the important thing about the three-pointers uh, Tuesday night, in my mind, is not that Purdue actually hit 13. And based on their their poor free-throw shooting, they needed all 13. But it was the timing of them. You know, Purdue gets an 18-point lead in the second half. Iowa, as you know, and as you expected, made a run. They get within four, and then Jaden Ivy hits one. Jaden Ivy, uh, Ivy hits another one. Isaiah Thompson hits one. And by the time Ethan Morton hit a three, Purdue's lead was back close to double digits. Uh, so the timing of those three pointers and then uh, throughout the game, Purdue just had an answer every time Iowa made a run or got it within striking distance and the crowd's into it. And, you know, I think Purdue showed a lot of uh, poise and composure uh, knowing that the press was there and they were attacking the press after they got the ball over half court. Wasn't perfect. There were times when you're throwing the ball into a place where you're going to get trapped and that's just inexcusable. Uh, But the timing of the three pointers and it just wasn't one guy. It was a collection of guys. And I, I think that's what makes Purdue and has made Purdue dangerous all year is um, you don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah, you have an idea. You have a Jaden Ivey. You have a Sasha. But when Isaiah Thompson hits three-pointers and scores a career-high 18 points, it just opens up the offense that much better. Now there's another guy you got to defend. Um, and we've seen it throughout the year where it's not. if it's not Isaiah Thompson, it might be Eric Hunter, it might be... Mason Gillis, it might be Caleb First, uh, but I did. You know the collection of offensive talent that they have uh, makes them a really. And you know, I'm not telling you anything new, but it makes them a really dangerous team. And they can get on runs. They can answer runs. Um, there's just so many options there that you do like Purdue as they get. You know, it, was this a game that? Kind of allows Purdue to start to hit its stride uh, because you know when you when you look back on the, the um, you know some of the previous games where you know they only scored sixty five in Indiana um, and they you know still had a good chance to win that game you know when you look at the double overtime game at uh, Illinois and you look just at regulation Purdue only had sixty nine points. Um, and it seems like since probably middle December, early December, with a few exceptions here and there, that um, Purdue never had that that barrage of players all doing it at the same time. And I think early in the year they did when they played North Carolina and played Villanova, uh, Florida State. But then the Big Ten season started. It went away, which is expected. You're defended differently, but I did. I never felt like they 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 got it back uh, until maybe Sunday, even without Jaden Ivey on the floor. Um, but then, obviously, uh, Thursday night, you know, it returned with a vengeance. Um, so, when those things are happening for this team, I, I think they're. Pretty damn close to being. I mean, you're gonna. It's it's gonna be really hard to beat them when they're doing that. Uh, and again, that's not gonna happen every night. Uh, so, but we're getting to the point in the season where those, you know, Purdue needs to kind of start hitting its stride. Twenty games in now. Um, if, if they if they're gonna win the Big Ten. They got to have more nights like Thursday than not have nights like Thursday. Uh, so, again, you know, is this you know is this a veteran team that is going to kick it in gear now as we get through the last? We're getting ready to approach the last month of the regular season. You know, and they've got some. They've still got some difficult stretches coming up. You know, I, I, I think you know they've they they reached. Rescheduled the Michigan game, and they moved the Illinois game. So, you know Purdue's got a stretch coming up. I mean, it really—I mean, it starts Sunday, really. Ohio State, then they go to Minnesota, and then you get Michigan, you get Illinois. You got to go back to Michigan, then you're playing Maryland. Um, so, you know, they're—they're going to have to do it against. I mean, you, you can play you play all these teams regardless, but now it's it's compacted a little bit that you're playing uh, that you're playing Michigan twice within a week. Um, two sheriffs on the road, man. I'm surprised one of them didn't want to get me, but you're playing Michigan twice within a week, um, which wouldn't would not have happened before, you know, and Michigan's playing better right now. I mean, that's, just, that's, that's a true fact. So we'll see how Purdue handles that stretch. But, you know, from last night, you know, Purdue got off to a good start again. They, you know, Sasha Stefanovich hit threes early, kind of set the tone. Everybody else kind of fell in line. Uh, Mason Gillis got some early foul trouble, but good minutes from Caleb Burst and even Ethan Morton played to four as Purdue was trying to corral uh, Chris Murray. Not Keegan, but Chris, who had 12 of Iowa's 20 points to start the second half and, you know, brought the Hawkeyes back into the game. Uh, But, you know, I I think Purdue's weapons woke up Thursday, and now in what form does that continue as you go through the rest of the season? That you're not you're not gonna go 13 to 22 every night from three point range. Um, but the most interesting numbers of the game were Purdue shot 61% from the field overall. They only took 49 shots. They hit 30 of them. Then they were 13 to 22 from three, but they were 10 to 22 from the line (laughs) so they made more three pointers than free throws uh, and they took the same number of attempts and there's really nothing you can do about free throws you can tell them to go work on them and practice them and and they will and Purdue's not been good the last two games on the road when it comes to free throw shooting they missed 10 at Indiana they missed 12 at Iowa You know, instead of uh, a 15-point lead in the first half, you know, Purdue missed seven in the first half Thursday. Instead of a 15-point lead, you know, if you had five of those, you got a 20-point lead. And I, I think what Purdue has learned, or what they should have learned, is, you know, when they get off to these good starts, you've got to take advantage of every opportunity in that first half to build a lead, keep a lead, maintain a lead, Because when the run comes in the second half, and it does, you build up enough of a cushion that you can withstand it. And Purdue had built up just enough of a cushion last night to withstand what Iowa did to start the second half. But you you still gotta you close out games with free throws. Uh, You know, hitting free throws is the difference between having a nine-point lead, an eleven-point lead, or a ten-point lead. But you know, it's it's not like you. There's a strategy for hitting free throws. You go up to the line, and Purdue has good free throw shooters, and they're just not. You know, when they've been on the road the last two games, they just haven't hit free throws, and that's something that's going to have to get corrected. But again, the the playbook. You know, there's no there's no scheme or strategy for it. They just have to make them. And they know it, and it's not a secret. And, you know, Jaden Ivey said he'd be back in the lab on Friday shooting 100 free throws. He was 2 of 7. So, you know, they have good, I mean, just, as I said, they have good free throw shooters. I mean, Zach Eadie was in the game last year because he was a good free throw shooter. You know, it's, it, it, it has dropped off this year. Trevon Williams has always struggled from the line. I mean, we know that. But Jaden Ivey's a guy that doesn't normally struggle from the line. And he's two of seven. Eric Hunter is a guy that he's pretty reliable at the line. He misses two at the end last night. Uh, so, but you know, for all that, Isaiah Thompson hit hit a couple, you know, free throws during during uh, during the second half run. And so it's there. You know, you, you all know it's there, and you just you just got to stick with it. You know, and every, you know, I'm sure everyone's proclaiming that. By God, if they don't hit their free throws, they're not going to win anything. Well, you I mean, you might be right, but you know Purdue was able to overcome the free throw shooting by going 30 to 49 from the field and 13 to 22 from three. Uh, you know, 10 to 22 from the line is not going to happen every night. Just like 13 to 22 from three point lines, not going to happen every night. In every game, there's not always a positive. Not everything is positive. There are negatives you have to overcome and adversity you have to overcome. And the adversity for Purdue was its free-throw shooting Thursday night. And Purdue was able to overcome it by hitting threes, winning the boards, limiting the turnovers. And they still had 15. But not all those were against the press. And I think you saw Purdue had a little bit more attention to detail against the press as opposed to the first game. Again, as I mentioned, they they put themselves in a couple bad spots just by passing the ball near the half-court line or dribbling into a trap. Uh, You know, those things just, just need to be avoided. You know, it's. You know, everybody wants to make sports and basketball and everything a complicated game. No. Get the ball in the middle of the floor. Turn, look, and attack. To me, that's it's it's quite simple. And I, I, you know, Purdue did a better job Thursday than they did in the first game against Iowa. You know, there's no secret about that. But I mean, it's it's you stay out of the corners, you get the ball in the middle of the floor, you turn, you pass, and you attack. And when Purdue did that last night, they were successful either from three-point range or getting to the rim or getting fouled Um, and that's how you beat a press I mean that's just you you attack a press you don't wait for the press to attack you you attack the press and and Purdue did a much better job against Iowa now can they handle whatever whoever's going to press them next or that unknown team in the NCAA tournament that is going to be long and athletic and uh, be able to bother you so but they did take a step forward in my in my opinion uh, so you know, good win, good road win uh, you know Purdue you know Purdue can somehow win Sunday against Ohio State at home you know this would be a really good week for for the Boilermakers you know they'd put them at 7-3 and three in the Big Ten at the halfway mark they'd still be one game back in the loss column, and you, and you still play the leaders. You got you know you got Illinois, you got Wisconsin, you got Michigan State still on the schedule. Do those games on the road, but you know this is in my opinion uh, a, a, a five team race now. Kind of has been for most of the year, but you know Purdue can kind of take a step and push Ohio State down Sunday. Um, you know they would probably be the outside shot, in, in in my opinion, of, you know, winning this thing. But if Ohio State somehow can beat Purdue on Sunday, you know, that, that throws them squarely into the mix. I mean, they're there now, but I think that would elevate them even more. But, you know, this is going to be a four or five team race. Uh, you know, Purdue start needs to kind of find itself a little bit, hit its stride, try to gain some momentum and stuff like that and uh we'll see what you know comes up on sunday apologize that hit pause as my other phone went off playing the bears fight song not in celebration of the new coach because i have no idea if he'll be any good or not and i'm not sure i can pronounce his name so he's one of those wait and see guys in my opinion But anyway, uh, big game Sunday for Purdue though. Need to, you know, this again. You know, wins at Iowa and beating Ohio State at home would be would qualify as a really good week for this team. And I I think it would really, I I, I think it would set them up for the stretch run. Doesn't mean they're going to win every game, but I just I think it's going to, I think it's going to set them up for the stretch run. Um, You know, this is a veteran team. This is a team that, you know, set itself, you know, set high expectations for itself. You know, as, as, as much as the high expectations you have for them, they've got higher expectations for themselves. So you can't put any more, you can't put much more higher expectations on them than what they've already done uh, for themselves. So, uh, but I mean, they, they know what's happening. I mean, they've played 20 games. You've got... Uh, about 11 regular season games left you got the big 10 tournament and then you're jumping in the NCAA tournament they they know they they know what's mean, we're we're in the crucial part of the season now uh this one it needs to click and you know offensively it did uh last night defensively there's still issues and I think there's always going to be issues with this team defensively um and you're just going to have to play through it and You just, you know, I've I've compared it to third down in football. You're just going to have to get off the field in certain situations. You're going to have to make stops at certain times. And if you can't make stops, then you've got to hit shots. And that's what happened last night. Purdue really wasn't getting any stops defensively. Um, So they went to the other end and hit shots. And that's how they countered it. You know, again, they're going to... You know, I was a good offensive team, so you're going to give up points to them. But you know, Purdue Purdue does need to be better defensively. But I, you know, I think we're way past the point of looking for a, a big step in improvement. I, you know, there were moments last night where they they played better defensively in the half court, and that's what you're looking for. Um, you know, their strategy, you know, was to leave certain guys open. They've left them open for years. Connor McCaffrey, I don't know if he's ever hit a three-pointer against Purdue in his career. And and he's open. And he probably goes to his dad and says, but dad, I was open. And his dad says, well, you know, there's a reason why you're open. And, you know, part of it, the crowd, like, urges him to shoot when he shouldn't be shooting. You know, in the way, you know, kind of Purdue -Purdue put its centers on him and played off. And they just sag back in the lane and let him do his thing from from three point range, and I think he was zero for three. So, you know, that's that's how he that's, you know, that 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 was successful for Purdue. Not going to do that every game because not everybody has that kind of player that can not hit three pointer against Purdue. Um, so I mean, they'll the, they'll make some strides defensively, but you know, I think we're too late in the season to see a big a big jump. Uh, and they're going to play some teams that are that are offensively challenged, that are going to, you know that's, that struggle to score, and may give the perception that Purdue is playing better defense. Uh, but you know this team to me is going to evolve around what it can do offensively, uh, and the number of people that they can get involved in scoring. Um, I'm not saying wave the white flag at the defense, but um, understand what your strengths are play to those and hope your talent rises to the top at the right time. And take advantage of situations and ride the hot hand. Uh get a lot of guys involved, like last night. And I you know, I think you'll you'll be on the winning side a lot more uh than than you think. And you know, Jaden Ivy got back, he looked healthy, he looked good, uh he looked explosive. He had his burst. He was getting to the rim. Um, and I'm not sure he was 100%, but he looked he looked really good. He hit the floor a couple times, but he got up, and he was fine. Um, so, you know, I think Purdue's got all its pieces kind of ready to go. And, uh, you know, Sunday's not February, but it's pretty dang close. And As I said, you know, we're getting to the stretch around here and um, really – I think it's it's time for this team to kind of separate itself uh, and put itself in a position to 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 win the Big Ten and then you know hit the postseason hit the postseason run. But we'll see. You know that's that's why we like sports. You just don't know what's going to happen. All right, anyway, we appreciate you stopping by, and again apologize for doing this a little later, but uh, my well-being. That comes first. <laughs> May not to you, but it does to me. Uh, but anyway, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for stopping by, and then uh, be back after uh, Sunday's game against Ohio State to recap uh, what went on and kind of what's next for for the Boilermakers. All right, until then, have a good day.